Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. And live from the Running Back Triage Center, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, I don't think Oof. we've seen a week quite as brutal, especially on running backs, in quite a while as, as what we just witnessed there with, with week two of the NFL season. But uh, what was your take on all that? I guess we should just be thankful that our respective favorite teams, the the Cowboys and the Giants, uh, managed to get out of the week unscathed. But, yeah, um, knock on wood. But, oh, my goodness, uh, where to start? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a an aggressive injury week for sure. It's not even just running backs. There were a lot of major injuries. So uh, definitely the waiver wire is going to be real big this week. Seeing people's how deep your bench is and, and how well you drafted is definitely going to come into play. I've been having an argument for like three days this week with somebody I work with about the concept of I, how we draft very differently. Uh, we play in a fantasy league together, and he's one of those proponents of – get your running backs early and often, and obviously it's no secret that I'm not. And, you know, I I use this weekend as a perfect example. Like, hey, my bench, my running backs, totally unscathed. I'm okay. You, on the other hand, are down two big names. Like, who's winning now? (laughs) Well, but I think the fact that you're not down those running backs is, is, is a good circumstance for you. But, you know, that's just chance. I mean, what would have happened if it had been one of your running backs. I mean, the fact that running backs get hurt, I don't think that means that you shouldn't be taking them earlier often or loading up on them on the bench. But um, No, no, know, it, but, it was it was a, a part of the argument, which I'm sure will continue raging on. But uh, it's, it's okay. definitely a, a trying week for a lot of fantasy teams. But that's why the Sherpa and I are here. We are here to guide you to success, no matter how many injuries you've been hit with this week. And Really, if you played fantasy football at all last week, you got some injuries. So we'll get to those throughout the show. Uh, We have a pretty packed agenda for you, as we do every week. We're going to take you through every game, give you our predictions, our scores, and then we'll break down position by position. Like I said, we'll talk about injuries. We'll talk about waiver wire picks, who to start, who to sit, and then we've got uh, uh, some daily fantasy advice towards the end of the show as well. So... Uh, of course, you can always find us all over uh, social media all week long at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. So if we don't answer your question tonight, feel free to find us there. Uh, but I guess let's just dive right in, huh? All right. Um, why don't we just start off by trying to go through the games relatively quickly since we have so much injury news to get to, but um, first up, we've got the Thursday night game. I'm curious to see what they'll do with the color rush uniforms this week, but Oof. New England hosting Houston. New England obviously down. Now Jimmy Garoppolo likely to be out, so yeah, welcome to the NFL, Jacoby Brissett. Um, right. Goodness gracious, that's just a, a, a real nightmare there. I, I don't 
And much as New England is resilient and they're like the team that never dies, I've got to go to Houston and in this one. I'll say Houston 24, New England 21. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take New England. Uh, I I don't disagree with your your logic there, uh, and I wasn't particularly impressed with Jacoby Brissett at all uh, this weekend. But I'm gonna take New England 18-14. They just Bill Belichick always finds a way to outsmart everybody, even in a weird situation like this. I don't know if it's gonna be Julian Edelman finishing this game or how it's gonna work at quarterback, but. Quite frankly, I think it's going to be weird. It's going to be low scoring, and I don't. I, I'm just not excited about the prospect of a lot of fantasy options at all in this game. But we'll get to that later. Could you imagine if you got quarterback stats out of your wide receiver position? How I, I don't know. Amazing probably isn't the right word, but that would seemingly put but you I, in I an like advantage. But I like that it's even possible. <laughs> well, for the Patriots' sake, not that I wish anything good for them, but. Uh, for the Patriots' mm-hmm. sake, I hope it doesn't come to that. But, yeah, people forget that uh, Julian Edelman was a college quarterback at Kent State, so hopefully he doesn't have to reprise that role. No, but it's kind of Maybe. hard to imagine an NFL quarterback at 5'9", unless your name is Doug Flutie, which, you know, yeah. I guess stranger things have happened. But anyway, okay, <laughs> onward and downward. We've got Cleveland traveling to Miami. Cleveland, oh, goodness. You know, that's just their nightmare of the season just continues. I and mean, it's only two weeks already. And in spite of lots of injuries, they were up big on Baltimore last week, um, ended up losing that game today. Corey Coleman breaks his hand in practice. I'm not sure if that was his catching hand or his non-catching hand. I guess when you're a receiver, you actually need both your hands to catch. I guess in theory, both of them are his catching hand, but it's not great. (laughs) We know that much. No, and then now Josh Cooper, apparently, um, Josh Gordon has a uh, an warrant out for his warrant. arrest. So, but he says so. it's fine. He's saying that it's okay. Like, uh, if someone's tried to serve you in two different states over the course of several months, I mean, maybe things aren't okay. But that's just me. That's maybe just yeah. the lifestyle choice I've either, made. <laughs> either way, I'm taking Miami. This should be one of several blowouts this week. I'll go with Miami by a score of uh, 31-14 in their home opener. I agree Miami's going to win big. I've got Miami 27-10, uh, just a little a little more conservative on the scoring there. I just want to see – I need to see some more out of that Miami offense, and I think this week they finally will be able to gel. We'll talk about Devontae Parker later, but uh, I think it could be a big week for them. Yeah, and they've got some – yeah, they've got some running back woes of their own to discuss. But next up, um, a game which I think will also be a blowout. We've got Arizona traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo just, I think they're half a step up the 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 you know, the pyramid from from Cleveland, but that doesn't really say much. I still think Arizona, in spite of the week one loss to New England, one of the better teams in the NFL. We both picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. I haven't seen too much to dissuade me at this point in spite of the opening mm-hmm. week loss. Now they're going on the road for the first time, but I don't think it'll matter. They're playing at Buffalo. I predict a two-touchdown victory for the Cardinals. I'll say Arizona 31, Buffalo 17. I've, I agree Arizona's going to win this pretty handily. I've got 35-21. Uh, I just I think we're going to see what we expected to see perhaps a little earlier in the season. They sort of came into it last week, but 
Uh, it's just Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is saying this is you know the exact opponent opponent we want this week, but I there's no way they actually believe that. <laughs> no, you want to be playing not. Cleveland or, or Chicago <laughs> or somebody like that this week. I would yeah. think maybe the Rams, but uh, we'll get to all that. All right, next up we've got Oakland on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee, surprisingly, at least to me if not to you, beating Detroit on the road last week. Oakland yeah. coming up short in what we both predicted would be a shootout, but I think, I can't Oof. remember, did you pick Oakland or Atlanta? I forget. I believe but, I picked um, Oakland. All right, so hats off to you on that one. I picked Atlanta, but, um, excuse me, hats off to me. I, Atlanta won yeah. the game, what am yeah. I saying? I mean, so, you can give the hats off right. to me, but I don't know if I deserve it. <laughs> okay, probably not, but anyway. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, Oakland on the road against Tennessee, and I think Oakland rebounds in this game. You know, I'll go with Oakland by a score of 24-20. I'm taking Oakland uh, 27-24. I think there's a lot of exciting opportunities here for Tennessee, and it, it really wouldn't surprise me to see them get the upset here and beat Oakland. Um but overall, from what I've seen out of Oakland so far, they can play a little bit more of a complete game, which is why I'm giving them the edge. But don't sleep on Tennessee. There's some big things brewing there. I like it. It's tough to know what to make of Oakland's defense. Yes, they've given up, you know, 35 points in both games yeah. or, or close to it. But you know, on the other hand, I think New Orleans and Atlanta have—they've had some, are some two of the unfavorable they're, they're two pretty potent offenses, and that yeah. Monday night game between the two this week should be uh, pretty entertaining, at least from oh, an yeah. offensive perspective. But we'll get to that more mm-hmm. later on. Uh, next up, we've got Baltimore at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's looked horrible the first couple weeks of the season. Baltimore pulled one out of the fire last week against Cleveland. I think Jacksonville starts to turn their season around this week. Um, Chris Ivory may or may not be back. What other possibilities are there? But I'll say that even if he's back, that's not their main method of attack. I think they'll attack early and often through the air. I think they'll have just enough to win. I'll say Jacksonville 27, Baltimore 24. Um, We're pretty close. I've got Jacksonville 24-21 over Baltimore. Uh, I think they're finally going to get off the skid here. Baltimore's look good, but I think some of it is smoke and mirrors and, and the matchups they've had, and I think Jacksonville's going to be a little more of a test for them. Going to Jacksonville, which normally isn't really a home field advantage, but, you know, fans are starting to get more involved there. It's it's a little bit more of a home field presence, uh, and I think that Jacksonville will be able to finally, you know, get over the hump this week. Okay, and next up we've got Washington, which has looked pretty awful the first couple weeks. Um, traveling to the Giants, who haven't shown much on offense so far, but their defense looks a lot better this year. So far, the 2-0 and Giants and the 0-2 Redskins, I think both teams continue on the down the path that they're currently on. And I'll, think that I'll predict the Giants' offense to get on track this week. I'll go with a final score of Giants 30, Redskins 17. I've got the Giants 32, Redskins 21. I'm legitimately upset with how... Jay Gruden is handling things in the media right now. As a Cowboys fan, I have a deep, fiery hatred for the Redskins, but what he's doing to Kirk Cousins is not fair, and I don't like it. And this locker room has to be kind of a mess after him going out and kind of publicly throwing his quarterback under the bus after week two. Uh, Definitely not how I would have handled things. No, but, yeah, everybody's saying, oh, his contract is going to his head and, you know, his contract situation, but – 
we'll see if anything can get pretty ugly in Washington if if they don't figure yeah. out how to look a little better on offense the next couple of weeks. And as we'll get to when we do the wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson now apparently has an ankle injury that uh, might keep him out, but we'll see. So next week yep. we've got the poor Minnesota Vikings who, yeah, okay, they're 2-0, and but uh, losing Adrian Peterson, it's hard to imagine them continuing uh, unbeaten for very long, especially when they're traveling to the Carolina Panthers who lost their own running back last week, but certainly not nearly the impact of losing Adrian Peterson. I think this is another blowout. I'll take Carolina to win this. I'll say Carolina wins their second one in a row at home. Um, easily, Carolina 31, Minnesota 17. See, I see this being a little closer, even without Adrian Peterson. I'm taking Carolina to win, but 27-21. I think that for whatever reason, Sam Bradford works in this offense, and that's fantastic. I think their pass game is, is has more depth to it than it did maybe even with Teddy Bridgewater, and I think they'll be able to at least hang around enough, and the Minnesota defense will keep them in this game. Um, I don't think they have any chance of beating Carolina, but I think they can keep it a little more respectable. We'll see. Uh, Carolina's defense has looked quite good so far. Um, I mean, I guess yeah. they gave up some scores to, you know, they gave up a fair amount of points to San Francisco, but most of that I think was, was when the game was well in hand. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, and uh, Ronnie Hillman, I think, signed with Minnesota today. So there's another uh, yes, name for the waiver wire for people that might have missed out on the Jarek McKinnons and some of the other, uh, you know, more more um, it's higher profile names that you know, mm-hmm. you've already had the waivers this week. But we'll see. So now we've got uh, Denver at Cincinnati. I think this should be one of the more competitive games of the week. But I'll say that. Cincinnati at home manages to pull this one out. I'll go with Cincinnati 27, Denver 24. I'm taking Denver 24-20 over Cincinnati. I'm concerned about my man, the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton. Things have not looked great for him of late, and I think that going against this Denver defense isn't going to help his woes any. Once we get Tyler Eifert back, probably next week, I think things will will kind of right themselves in Cincinnati, but... I just don't see them overcoming even a Trevor Simeon-led Denver team this week. I, I don't know. I, I think the only way Denver wins that game is if they score another defensive touchdown or two, which they're certainly yeah. capable of doing. But I, we'll, we'll see. I, that should be one of the more interesting games of the week. Another one that strikes me as not particularly easy to call Detroit at Green Bay. Detroit looking good with that offense. So far, with some of the new wide receivers yeah. there, Anquan Bolden finally got into the act this past weekend. But mm-hmm. you know, losing Amir Abdullah is going to hurt. On the other hand, Dwayne Washington and Theo Riddick will get more of a chance to shine now. Green Bay not not looking too good against Minnesota there, but I think they'll manage to bounce back at home and I'll pick them to win this game by a touchdown. I'll say Green Bay's defense leads them to a victory. Green Bay 27, Detroit 20. I've got Green Bay winning this on a last-minute field goal. I've got them 28-27. I like what Matt Stafford's been doing lately. Like you said, losing Amir Abdullah hurts. Eric Ebron got knocked out of the game last week. He should be fine this week. But 
that that offense has such a different look than it did last year. Uh, things are, are definitely picking up there. And Green Bay has looked a little shaky coming out of the gate so far. I think this one's going to go down to the wire, and it, it certainly won't be one of the highest scoring games this weekend, but I think it'll be one of the more competitive ones. Well, if, if they lose Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, they'll probably just tell Packer fans to relax again, but we'll see if they yep. actually do it this year or not. So He might as well just replay the same press conference every week. Like, why even bother going back out? Sure. That's true. Well, it makes his job easier. At least the job of dealing with the press, if not dealing with oncoming rushers. But next up, we've got Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. This game, I don't think, is going to be close either. Los Angeles showing signs of life on offense last year, uh, last week, but still, you know, not getting Todd Gurley on track. It must be one of the few teams in NFL history that's, you know, had more. You know, wins than touchdowns after week two of the NFL season, but there you it's have it. It's a weird it. one. It's a real I weird one. I do think one. they'll score a couple of touchdowns this week, but I think Tampa will score more touchdowns, and I think Tampa Bay wins this game fairly handily. I'll go with a final score of Tampa 27, Los Angeles 17. I, I'm very similar. I've got Tampa Bay 24, Los Angeles 14. Uh, like like you alluded to, I think they'll get a couple of touchdowns. I think their offense will look a little better, but they're not there yet. And Tampa Bay is going to be able to exploit some of the issues in their defense right now. And I think that uh, we'll we'll see their offense shine a little bit more. Okay, next up we've got San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle is coming off a weird game. Pretty- <laughs> yeah, that's to put it mildly. The defense seems like they're you know, doing as well as ever, but that offense just not on track yet. I think it gets on track this week. I'll go with Seattle to win by 11 at home. I'll go with the final score of Seattle 24, San Francisco 13. I've got Seattle 21, San Francisco, or, um, uh, San Francisco 13. So we are, again, kind of on the same track, which is, you know, we're having a, a pretty easy week here so far, which is weird, but I just – San Francisco's got too much outside noise. Uh, they're they're still trying to figure out what works for them and what doesn't. Carlos Hyde's not going to have anything against the Seattle defense. And I think Russell Wilson needs another week healthier. I think things are going to get a little more back on track. Being at home obviously gives them a tremendous edge as well. We've only, you know, they get to play with 12 men on uh, when they're at home. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but so far we've only disagreed on two games. Let's see if we can change that in the no, last four weird. or five. So. Next up, we have the Battle of Pennsylvania, a late game. I'm sorry, you, you called it Pennsylvania? It's called Wensylvania now. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> no, I haven't. But Chili Talk Radio I, is on another level this week. I will say that. <laughs> I, I don't get that. I mean, excuse me. I'm, the Eagles, I, I have a bias <laughs> against them, and I'll freely admit that. But, yeah, yes, they're 2-0. and Yes, their defense has looked really, really good, but you know, I'm sorry, when you're throwing for 190 yards, you're not exactly the next coming of Dan Marino or John Elway or Peyton Manning or or even, you know, you know Case Keenum for that matter. But we'll see. I, I mean, maybe I that's a little harsh. I wholeheartedly agree but. with you there, but everybody around here has been into the Kool-Aid real hard. <laughs> it, okay, well, I think this control. will be a good opportunity for people to to – get their face out of the Kool-Aid pitcher and take a breath this week. I think Pittsburgh I will so. manage to win this game pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of Pittsburgh 31, Philadelphia 17. 
Uh, I've got Pittsburgh 24, Philly 17. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers did score more. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if Carson Wentz doesn't make it through this game. He, The offensive line is like Swiss cheese. He takes a lot of hits, and this Steelers defense is going to come at him early and often, and I just I don't know if he's going to make it through this whole one the way they've been playing the last two weeks. We'll see. It yeah. should be uh, interesting. I guess Chase Daniel, you're on standby. So I love me some Chase Daniel, got... so I'm okay with that. Okay. Next up, we've got <laughs> the Jets traveling to Kansas City. Um, hard to know what to make of this game, especially with Matt Forte's status a bit yeah. up in the air. But assuming that he's reasonably healthy, I like the Jets to win this game. I, I think in my heart I want to pick the Chiefs, but... I think the Jets have a little it's bit okay. more on offense. It's okay. I'll do it for you. <laughs> All right. Well, you can you can do that. So then. you can, so we'll you can sleep game, easy at night now. <laughs> All right. So I'll go with the Jets to win this. I'll say Jets by a field goal. Jets twenty-seven. Kansas City twenty-four. I am taking Kansas City twenty-one twenty. I think this is going to be a close game, uh, not because either team is really lighting the world on fire here. Um, I'm still not 100% sure what I'm getting out of either of these offenses, or really the defense for that matter. But I think Kansas City kind of needs to rebound off last week. They're back at home. I think they can pull one out here. They might get Jamal Charles back. We'll see. Could get crazy. So next up we've got a game that I think is going to be another shootout, and that's San Diego at Indianapolis. I'm guessing I'll pick this one differently than you, but I'm going to go with San Diego on the road. Indianapolis' defense has looked pretty dreadful. I mean, to be fair, a couple of the touchdowns they gave up to Denver were you know, the fault yeah. of the offense. But I just think San Diego, just lose Keenan Allen, no problem. Lose Danny Woodhead, they'll probably you know, have <laughs> an answer for that too. I know they you know, just went out and signed um, uh, names escaping me now. They're the guy who was Dexter McCluster Dexter this week. Dexter so mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. I don't think they necessarily need him, but I think they won this game in a shootout. I'll go San Diego 31, Indianapolis 27. I'm taking Indianapolis 33, San Diego 27. So down the stretch we are picking pretty much everything differently, which is good. Uh, <laughs> I just, Hope that continues I know, on the next game. They're they're both uh, both have some major injuries they're dealing with. Like you said, uh, I think that Indy needs to kind of right the ship here. I love what what Philip Rivers has been doing. The Chargers really are kind of exceeding expectations so far. But I think that Indy's got enough in the tank here. I'm looking at you, Frank Gore, I think things are are going to be okay for them this week. But this is definitely going to be a shootout. This is not a defensive showdown here by any stretch of the imagination. I mean. The Indianapolis secondary is is last year's New Orleans Saints secondary all over again. It's just non-existent. High praise from Janice. So moving on here, we've got (laughs) Chicago at Dallas. And I think your Cowboys are going to go to 3-0. I'm going to pick them to win this game pretty handily. I'll say Dallas at home, 28, Chicago, 17. I wish they were going 3-0. That's so mean of you to say. I know it was unintentional, but you're – your stupid Giants prevented that from happening. Um, but, yeah, oh, I, right. I, I 
I agree with you. I, I'm happy to take the win, but I don't think you really How want to have it. How could I forget? Well, I think they'll be about 500. So what's your I'm, taking, I'm taking Dallas. I just They're at home, which I, I don't really think it's a home field advantage anymore, but Dallas overall uh, healthier, which feels weird to say, than the Bears are. They're, they're just, they have a little bit more of a plan and a focus. Then Chicago, who's reeling uh, a little bit here, I think that they're able to take it 28-17. Okay. So then we have the Monday night game, which I don't know if we're going to see either of these teams in the playoffs, but this particular game should be kind of fun to watch. New Orleans oh, actually yeah. showed something on defense last week against the Giants, which surprised me, unfortunately. I think everyone in the world thought that was going to be a very high-scoring game. There'd be a lot of offense, and it was literally the last of the early games to have any points scored. They almost went an entire yeah. half with no points. That was so strange. Yeah, that was that was weird. So I don't yeah. think that's going to be the case Monday night. Though. No. These teams have had some real barn burners over the past few seasons, regardless of whose stadium they play in or whose building they play in. And I think that that's going to continue this time. I'll go with New Orleans just because they're at home, but I'll pick them to win this by a score 34-31. I'm going to take Atlanta. Uh, I, I, it's very possible New Orleans could pull this out. They do play better at home. They also tend to give up a lot of points even at home. Their defense is improved from last year. It's still not good, though. Uh, I think last week was more an anomaly than the norm. I think this is going to be Atlanta 38, New Orleans 34. This is going to be a shootout, and I I feel like it's going to be mainly offense here. I don't anticipate a lot of defensive stops in this game. Probably not. So Mm -mm. let's move on to looking at the individual positions. I mean, where do we start with the <laughs> running backs? I mean, I where don't know. Where to start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the injury lists main... aren't small for any position here. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take a look at the injuries and then I'll throw up some names for the waivers. Who who should we be avoiding at all costs this week? Alright, so looking at running backs to start, obviously the biggest injuries here, Adrian Peterson, he's got a torn meniscus, he's decided to have surgery. Depending who you ask, it's going to be anywhere from three weeks to a couple of months. Adrian Peterson is a freak of nature healing, so who only knows? Um, Amir Abdullah, what? Do you cut him if you need the roster spot or not? No, I would hang on to him just because that guy, he's, he's a freak of nature. He really might come back. He's crazy enough to do it. He's been walking around without crutches. His knee's not even all the way put together. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm cutting him. I'm not cutting him. I don't have him on any teams, but I wouldn't cut him. Um, Amir Abdullah on IR, definitely uh, they're not sure if he's coming back. I wouldn't save a roster spot for him. Uh, It doesn't look great. He's got a pretty bad foot injury. Looks like Theo Riddick is now going to be the number one there. Thomas Rawls is battling a leg injury. He's been limited at practice. He's going to start and play this week, barring some kind of crazy setback over the next day or two. Chris Ivory has been practicing. As you talked about before, he was in the hospital week one with an undisclosed uh, routine health issue, uh, whatever that means. And a, a calf injury is really more what he's been battling. It looks like he's going to try to play this week, but that's something that's going to kind of go down towards game time. Danny Woodhead tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Like you said before, they signed Dexter McCluster. I I wouldn't anticipate him being a big factor right now. It's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. 
Arian Foster's day-to-day with a groin injury. Uh, it's kind of up in the air on whether or not he plays. It looks like a long shot. I wouldn't bank on him this week, but next week looks a little better. Jonathan Stewart's out, quote, at least one to two weeks with a hamstring injury. Doug Martin's got a hamstring injury as well. He's going to miss about three weeks. And uh, Rashad Jennings, he's got a thumb injury. He's been limited. He should be a full go this week. So it was a bad week to be a running back. Okay. So now that your running back is hurt, then you need replacements. And assuming you've got a roster spot to um, look for somebody, just some of the names that I've got my eye on this week, um, Minnesota, I think Jarek McKinnon is definitely the back you want to own there. If you miss out on him, I would say Ronnie Hillman and then that Asiata. Miami mm-hmm. with Arian Foster out. You've got Jay Ajay. Kenyon Drake, a rookie um, who's you know out of Alabama that you know, looks to get some. Um, his, he got a couple carries last week and did well with them. We'll see what he does this week. The Detroit situation, I'm not sure if Theo Riddick is going to get, you know, 20 to 25 carries. I'm actually quite interested in Dwayne Washington and picked him up in a league today. So we'll see what uh, plays out there. Um, the Carolina situation, I guess Fozzie Whitaker is the logical pickup there. But um, if you miss out on him, Cameron Artis-Payne is also somebody to be aware of. Yeah, people are very, very excited about Artis Payne, even more so than Fozzie Whitaker. It sounds like, from what they've been saying all week in the media, that they're going to really take a good, hard look, give him a lot of playing time this week to see what he's made of. They seem to be a little down on Fozzie Whitaker. I'm not sure why. He's been very serviceable, but definitely not a bad idea to stash Cameron Artis Payne. No, but it's you know, well, first of all, he's not named after a Muppet, and second of all, he wasn't even active last week, so it's <laughs> kind of hard to recommend him. But we'll I know see. it's strange, um, but they're they're all about him. Charles Sims in Tampa mm-hmm. looks like the guy that'll probably get most of the carries in Doug Martin's absence. Um, if you need to pick somebody up in San Diego, as Janice said, not as high a priority there, but you know, Kenneth Farrow and Dexter McCluster probably available. Um, Devontae Booker, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to, to take over for C.J. Anderson anytime soon, but he's getting more play there, so he's somebody that you might want to pick up if you know, you're in a really deep league and your running back got hurt and you're out of options. Charcandrick yeah. West almost split carries evenly with Spencer Ware, who was the darling of the waiver wire last week. Derrick Henry starting to get a few more carries in Tennessee. Um, DeAndre Washington in Oakland, Chris Johnson in Arizona. So hopefully uh, Josh Ferguson in Indiana caught in Indianapolis caught a few passes last week. So hopefully somewhere in that long grab bag there, you know, in that uh, extended list, you know, there's somebody there that could, could help you if you're in need of a running back. So mm-hmm. now that you've got your running back, um, who are the who are the ones that you're looking at as your top picks for this week, Jenna? Uh, for me, I I am very much a fan of Melvin Gordon this week. Without Danny Woodhead, uh, obviously he's going to see a much increased workload. Plus, he catches passes, so he's great in a PPR league. I like DeMarco Murray, even though I didn't pick Tennessee uh, to win necessarily. The Raiders have been giving up about 4.5 yards per carry. Their off, their defense is, is really not shutting anybody down. 
and I think that Murray's kind of coming into his own there. I like him. Uh, I like Thomas Rawls if he's healthy, uh, Matt Forte, uh, Frank Gore I like a lot. We talked about Jarek McKinnon when you were talking about the waiver wire. I like his chances as well as Theo Riddick, who I'm a little higher on than you are. Uh, Eddie Lacy's got a good matchup. I think while he's healthy, because I don't anticipate it lasting all season, I'm going to get what I can out of him. <laughs> uh, I'm a little on the fence about LeGarrette Blunt. Conventional wisdom says that when you're playing and you don't have a quarterback who's very strong, that you kind of turn to your run game. But this is Bill Belichick. Uh, if he is going to turn to his run game, it's probably going to be to a guy he signs tomorrow, an hour before the game. Like, I just I don't like playing the Russian roulette of what the Patriots offense is going to do because anything I think is logical, it never works. So I like LeGarrette Blunt in a deeper league or as a flex. I don't necessarily want to put him in and take up a valuable running back space, especially when I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. So I think I just segued into my sit list, but why don't you, why don't you, why don't you talk about who you like this week? <laughs> uh, David Johnson in Arizona won his matchup against the Bills. D'Angelo Williams so won his matchup. Um, you already talked about Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott I like. Um, mm-hmm. One of the Miami backs, I think, is going to do well this week. I'll bet that it's Kenyon Drake rather than Jay. We're just, Dodd, we're just not sure who. <laughs> right. Uh, I think Yeldon I think you're right on the money with Kenyon Drake, though. Um, I I absolutely think that from everything I've heard out of there, that he's gonna he's the guy they're leaning towards. They want to succeed. Uh, Jay uh, Jay has been kind of on on the naughty list, if you will, since the preseason for you know reasons unknown, but. It's it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, I'm Fozzie Whitaker. I like this week, you know, assuming that it's him and not Cameron Sardis Kane that gets the bulk of the carries. Charleston and Charleston in Tampa Bay, Mark Ingram in New Orleans, Devonta Freeman and Kevin Coleman in Atlanta. Those are some of the ones that I like this week. Now, a question for you. I've been asked this um, by a few people. So, say you're on a team and you get hit by an injury with you know, you have a running back or, or, God forbid, two go down, and you're handcuffing people or you have two running backs in these kind of quasi-running back by committee deals, like a Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman or even like a Thomas Rawls and a Christine Michael. Do you, in a week like this where maybe you aren't sure about your waiver wire picks yet or, or you're just still feeling out the landscape, what do you think about starting two running backs on the same team? Is it something you do or something you stay away from? I would tend to stay away from that, I think. I, I don't like you know, it either. Yeah, you know, you're trying to maximize your points and you know, you're in essence capping your points when you Yeah, you're using start, you're you know, getting one person's production out of two spaces on your lineup in theory. Yeah. And I mean I, I think you can make a better argument for doing that with wide receivers than you can with, with running backs unless mm-hmm. you have a situation like in Detroit where in theory at least, you know, Dwayne Washington could run for 120 yards and score two touchdowns and Theo Riddick could catch six passes for 50 yards and a score there. Maybe I would consider doing it, but just in general, no, I, I don't want to start both halves of a running back by committee. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'd rather guess and be wrong and at least only have used one roster spot than put both of them in and, you know, have a 9-3 a to three game. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not I mean, ready for that. It's 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 playing it safe versus, I mean, yeah, your chances It's essentially are, the prevent defense for your fantasy team. It's terrible. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. 
No. Okay, so we're in agreement so, there. Yes. How about players to avoid this week, running backs to avoid? Who's on your uh, sit line? <clears throat> uh, for me, Carlos Hyde, just a terrible matchup. And he, for me, most of the way this season, he's going to be very much a matchup-based play when it comes to fantasy. I, I like him. I have him on some teams, but I'm very selective about when and where I start him. This is not the week to do that. Uh, for me, Matt Asiata, I, I know a lot of people think he's going to be the guy, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon. I like him a little better, and I think he's going to get the chance. Uh, Latavius Murray, they've been splitting time more. more. I just don't think this is necessarily going to be a huge run-producing offensive uh, game for them against Tennessee. I think they're going to be passing a little bit more. It might not be worth it. Um, staying away from Spencer Ware versus the Jets. I don't like the matchup. Like you said, he's not the clear-cut one anymore. It's much more of a committee, especially with the potential of Jamal Charles returning this week. And Devontae Freeman, I'm probably staying away from this week as well. I just think this is going to be a lot of touchdowns through the air. It's gonna, There are a lot of points, but if I have a better matchup, I'd like to take that. Hey, I'm staying away once again from Todd Gurley this week. I don't yeah. happen to have him on any of my teams, but I don't like his matchup yet again this week. Isaiah Crowell, nice game last week against Baltimore. I don't like the matchup this week against Miami. Sean McCoy, Buffalo, um, Matt Jones, Washington, Jeremy Lang, Coach Chicago. Don't like any of the Minnesota running backs this week. I'm staying away from even Jared McKinnon against Carolina's defense. You know, here I was just touting Dwayne Washington as a waiver wire pickup, <laughs> and I don't think he helps you this week or Theo Riddick. Um, Carlos Hyde, agree with you there. Actually, somebody, one of the leagues I play in, uh, somebody has him on the same team with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and they call their team Hyde and Zeke. Oh, I like that. I, I'm very yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good my, one. My so, teams are primarily called Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. So that's that's where I've been going. Okay. Yeah. I have to admit, between the two of those, I, I probably like Hyde and Zeke a little bit better, but that's okay. I do, too. Teenage I just wasn't Ninja smart enough to think of it. Clever. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I, I don't like the Philadelphia backs either this week. No. Um, don't like the matchup against Pittsburgh, period, but especially now that Wendell Smallwood is starting to get some carries. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's going to devolve into a running back by committee situation there with Matthews and Scholes and Smallwood, and I, I just don't want any part of it. I know they're undefeated, but I still think that sooner Haven't rather than later... Haven't you heard all they the do is their five-yard out there. routes to the tight end? It's not like we even need a running back. Yeah, that, that was really weird, too. You would have thought that... Um, Everything was weird about their offensive choices. Week, but, uh, Everything. Trey Burton, come on down, so... All right, how about wide receivers, uh, injuries, suspensions? What do we need to know there? Well, you mentioned it at the top of the show, Deshaun Jackson did not practice. He's battling both a knee and an ankle injury. Uh, right now it looks like he's on pace to play. I don't think that he, spoiler alert, don't think he's a good start this week because um, he is not 100% and it's not a great matchup. <clears throat> Dante Moncrief is going to be out four to six weeks with a fractured scapula in his left shoulder. For those of you who don't know, that's your shoulder blade. Uh, Marcus Wheaton looks like he's hoping to play this week. Uh, it looks pretty good for him uh, going against the uh, the Eagles here. I think that'll be a nice boost for their offense. But, again, that's probably going to go right down to the wire. So keep an, keep an eye on it. 
Alshon Jeffrey has been limited with his knee injury. We're going to hear that every week. He's still going to play. Julio Jones left. Uh, he didn't finish the game last week with that ankle injury. It's been aggravated. He's been limited but practicing. He's going to play this week unless his foot falls off. Even then, he might still play. And Sammy Watkins with that foot injury, he's not practicing. I doubt he's going to practice at all this week. He will still play. I don't know how, what kind of, like, wizardry and sorcery he's been using to convince the the Bills to let him stay on the field, but he really needs to be shut down for two or three weeks to get healthy. But for whatever reason, they continue to let him play. I don't think he's a good play either this week. But who do you like off the waiver wire? Um, how about Corey Coleman? Is he somebody you would – be worried about at this point? Or I'm, I'm not ready status. to worry about him just because the rest of that offense is still such a mess. There's just so many question marks that I don't know that even without a broken hand, he would have had a lot of value for you yet. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I just think a lot of people might think, oh, I'm going to start him because he had you know, two touchdowns and over 100 yards last week, but I'm I, just... I think that was worth a healthy hand or, or Two healthy hands, actually. But. Yeah. Me, so it's, off the it's waiver be hard wire, to a football now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Some of the names I have my mind, I have my eye on uh, Tyrell Williams in San Diego, if he's still available. Anquan Bolden in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. Quincy Anunwa in uh, the Jets. You know, he may be injured with ribs. You know, bad ribs, but um, he's somebody that seems to be getting more of an opportunity than I would have thought with the Jets. Victor Cruz looks like he's reestablishing himself as a legitimate yeah. target in the Giants offense. Um, Kenny Britt in Los Angeles. Cole Beasley in Dallas. Philip Dorsett in Indianapolis now with um, um, Moncrief going um, down. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, Sydney, with not Sydney Moncrief, but um, Dante Moncrief no. going out. Yeah. Um, Brandon LaFell, Chris Hogan, Marquise Goodwin having a good game last week. Adam Humphreys looks like a legitimate third wide receiver in, in Tampa. You know, Greg Salas had a good week. Tyler Boyd, you know, the list mm-hmm. um, goes on and on and on and on. But uh, yeah. those are some of You know, even in Minnesota, I'm, yeah, I know they've got a couple of running back options there now, well, three to be exact, but. I wouldn't be too surprised if they try to get, you know, poor Daryl Patterson a few touches in the backfield. I don't think he's going to get 20 or 25 carries a game. But no, but we've seen him electric. successful in that role. I mean, he's done it yeah. you know, sparingly, but I, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd be curious to see them try that, but given the, the myriad of other options they have back there, I don't think we'll see that. But anyway, those are the guys that I have my eye on for the waiver wire. So how about top picks for this week? Who do you like? Uh, Larry wise? Fitzgerald. He's he's age, ageless. Love him. Uh, definitely a start for me this week. Andre Johnson and Tajay Sharp in Tennessee. Uh, they've got some good opportunities versus Oakland. Andre Johnson made one heck of a catch last week, and I if you listen to the show at all this season, I can't tell you enough how much I like Tajay Sharp. Eric Decker just Absolute great, great matchup this week. I like it a lot. Stefan Diggs, who for whatever reason has incredible chemistry with Sam Bradford right off the bat, absolutely exploit that. Both Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker, uh, I think it's going to help having Devontae Parker finally healthy. We saw him kind of come out of his shell a little bit last week. He He's really, really great, but people haven't been able to really see him on a national stage too much because he's been injured. Uh, he's been on the field for a lot of snaps, and I think his being uh, successful is going to help free up Landry so you'll get more points out of him. 
Uh, also really like Marvin Jones. He's probably my favorite out of the Detroit wide receivers, and Green Bay really got beat up by Stephon Diggs last week. Uh, there's no reason to think that he can't exploit that secondary again, especially with some injuries to the defense. Uh, so those are some of my favorite picks. I also I like Tyler Lockett. I like him every week. I think last week was a little bit of a fluke. T.Y. Hilton's good. Willie Sneed. Uh, pretty much any anybody who's going to be in that that New Orleans and Atlanta game in the wide receiver position is going to see some some points. Uh, I like Mike Evans a lot as well. Uh, Michael Crabtree too. Definitely some good picks this week. What do you think? Yeah, I, the one I guess that was on your list that I actually had on my avoid list <laughs> was um, uh, who was it now? Uh, Marvin Jones. But we'll see how that one plays That's out. Okay. Uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. To state the obvious, Antonio Brown, yeah. uh, Jarvis Landry, like Allen Robinson's matchup, Kelvin Benjamin. Looks back, he's back at uh, full speed. I think Des Bryant Man, could yes, have a does. big game this week. Whew. Yeah, um, Jordy Nelson looks good. Um, Steve Smith had a good game last week. Who knows? Maybe yes, he did. maybe he's uh, you know becomes a potent offensive weapon again. Um, Travis Benjamin doing a good job filling in as the number one receiver there in San Diego. Yeah, they're just. Uh, yeah, a whole lot of options there, even if um, some of the guys that we've talked about are, are banged up. Uh, how about your avoid list? You mentioned a few uh, of the I injured ones already. I some of them but... before. Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, staying away from both of them. Uh, Julian Edelman, I'm on the fence about. Like, I just, I'm concerned about starting him because of the lack of points. Plus, I, I just, I, I don't feel like there's really a lot to be had at all, and the chemistry doesn't seem good, but... There's that tantalizing he could play quarterback option, but he's on a Thursday night game. I primarily like to stay away from them. Golden Tate, I'm staying away from. Allen Robinson, I don't love the matchup for this week. He's a guy normally I like to start, but this week I'm thinking twice about. Okay, I forgot on the list before. Um, Stefan Diggs is actually also on my avoid list. I love the touchdown celebration that he does, but I just really don't. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see them getting uh, the opportunities against the Carolina secondary, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. Um, most of the guys that are on my avoid list are for injuries. Uh, don't like the Detroit guys. Don't like the, um, the Los Angeles guys. So no Kenny Britt or Tavon Austin for me this week, mm-hmm. even though I do like uh, Kenny Britt off the waiver wire. Torrey Smith, another guy that I'm not keen on this week. Uh, Jordan Matthews, and staying away from uh, both Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White where I can. Fair enough. Okay, uh, quarterbacks, thankfully not quite as much bad news this week, but uh, no. we still have a couple of injuries that need to be discussed. Uh, who's who's on the, the list this week? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely at the top of it. He sprained his AC joint, even though after in less than a half of football, racking up enough points to win a lot of people some fantasy matchups. So Jacoby Brissett, I keep wanting to call him Brisket. I I probably will never stop doing that. Jacoby Brissett is going to be your starter uh, out of NC State. Julian Edelman, it looks like he's going to be your backup quarterback this week, so get excited about that. Although the Patriots would like you to believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is possibly going to be healthy enough that he could dress and be your backup quarterback. 
don't believe the hype. Jay Cutler's got a sprained right thumb. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. You're going to have Brian Hoyer under center there. Josh McCown separated his left shoulder. Played another half of football after doing it, though, which was pretty impressive. Uh, Cody Kessler's going to start. They signed Charlie Whitehurst today. This is going to be their fifth quarterback in five weeks. It's typical Cleveland behavior. And Sam Bradford's got a bruised hand. If you watch that game, it was pretty disgusting, but also very cool to see. Uh, This is what happens when you smash your hand on someone's helmet. It, It swells up pretty good. So he should be fine. It's his not throwing hand, but worth noting. Great from the waiver wire this week. If Joe Flacco is out there, I think he's a reasonable pickup. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, Brock Osweiler. I know people not necessarily sold on him the yet. Brock but yeah, I, I think he's worthwhile. Um, Sam Bradford. Uh, I'll put Zach Prescott on the list. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm still not totally convinced that he's going to keep the job with Tony Romo. Comes back not and either, most but people just think it's a We don't even know when Tony Romo's coming Romo back. Be back so. but <laughs> I, I'm not sure. And then Trevor Simeon looks better. Um, Blaine Gabbert's not sure this is the week to use him or Carson Wentz. But hey, if you're desperate and you know you need somebody, they're they're out there too. Viva La Pennsylvania. <laughs> I listen right, I listen to pick. Philly Sports Talk Radio regularly because I find it so absurd and I just can't get enough of this Pennsylvania idea. Like it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, well hopefully that'll stop after anyway. Sunday. But <laughs> hopefully yeah. I, I don't want him to get injured but I I, want I, them I to truly lose don't badly. know if he's gonna make it through the whole game, but I I certainly think he's not gonna have seventy opportunities to throw a five yard pass to the tight end. I'm looking at you, Brent Selleck, okay. but we'll get there. Um, so All quarterbacks right. to start Topic. this week. Uh, I like Russell Wilson. Not everyone's on board with this idea, but I certainly am. Uh, I think that, especially for daily fantasy purposes, a nice Seattle stack might do you some good this week. Uh, Drew Brees, obviously, going to put up a million points. He's better at home than on the road, so don't stress about last week's numbers. This week's going to be back to normal. Andrew Luck. Love this matchup. Uh, they, he, he's playing a defense that's given up the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I like that. Ben Roethlisberger, we're going to see a reality check for the Eagles defense. He's going to put up numbers this week. Eli Manning's going to have a rebound game. Uh, simply, the matchup's better. I just Last week was definitely an outlier. Marcus Mariota, I think Oakland, uh, while They're going to be respectable. I think they'll win the game. They have allowed the most yards per play in the NFL this year. I don't think that's necessarily going to change this week. Matt Ryan, he's kind of a must-start at this point. The numbers, I I believe he's the highest-scoring player in all of fantasy so far this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Dak Prescott, I'm good with starting. The Chicago defense doesn't scare me too much. I like the Dallas offensive line. And he's not trying to do too much, which I'm all about. I'm okay with him throwing for... 300 yards, just hitting a lot of Cole Beasley and, and Des Bryant early in the game, some Jason Winton. I'm good with that. Uh, I think that in a deeper league or if you're looking to take a flyer on somebody, he's not a bad start this week. Okay, um, a couple names to add to that list. Uh, Carson Palmer, love his matchup. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, love his matchup this week. And uh, Cam Newton, I also uh, love what he's what he's potentially up against this week. Um 
Blake Bortles, I'm on the fence about, but I think I'll put him on the list. And just as a reminder, mm-hmm. if, if a quarterback isn't either on the top picks list or the players to avoid list, that means that it's a reasonable start, <clears throat> but we don't like them as much as our top picks, and we don't uh, – mm-hmm we wouldn't actively encourage you to bench them the way we do with the players to avoid. Yeah, and that, that's got some big names on the list this week. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, I think he's probably on everyone's sit list this week. It's just it's not a great matchup. He hasn't looked great this season. I'm staying away from him this week. Kirk Cousins, I just don't I, – I don't care who the matchup is, which, you know, I don't love, but – with all that's happening and the fact that his own coach doesn't believe with him and there's there's all this stuff coming out, I wouldn't start him this week. It's too much noise. I don't like it. Tyrod Taylor, I'm a little worried about the matchup for him. I think you have way better options. Uh, Jameis Winston, I'm kind of on the fence about. I'm leaning towards putting him on my sit list versus my start, uh, but there is some potential there. Again, if you're in a two-quarterback league or you waited later to draft a quarterback, you have an injury, um, he he's not a terrible plug-and-play. He's just on the fence for me. Sam Bradford, I'm staying away from this week, as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know if you um, – well, you must have seen it because it was the Dallas game, but towards the end of that game when Alfred Morris scored the, yes. the game-winning touchdown, some Dallas fan mm-hmm. held up a sign that says you like that, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, there's just some really good things in football. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, there are some good signs. Okay, (laughs) so um, my players to avoid, it's mostly the the substitute quarterbacks, the Cody Kesslers, don't like Tyrod Taylor's matchup. Um, I'm not big on Marcus Mariota this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I I agree. Sam Bradford, don't like. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I know you disagree, but don't like. Case Keenum, no thank you. Blaine Gabbert, no. Carson Wentz, no. Brian Hoyer, no. So that's my list there. So uh, tight ends, injuries, who's who's Ooh. worth discussing here? We've got a couple here. Rob Gronkowski, he claims to be getting stronger every day. Uh, I think he needs to play tomorrow night if New England wants any kind of chance here. It looks like he's going to. Um, but, again, keep an eye on it. Tyler Eifert, he uh, finally practiced today. He was limited in his first practice back. He really isn't going to play this week. I think next week's much more realistic. Zach Ertz, with his rib injury, didn't practice this week. I would think they would hold him out, but the Eagles kind of do what they want. Logic is not a factor into things. Keep an eye on that come Sunday. Um, I would suggest going elsewhere if if he does play. Charles Clay, with his knee injury, still not practicing uh, I would think he is still going to play. This seemed to be more of a precautionary thing, but, again, keep an eye on it. Okay. Um, waiver wires this week. Dennis Pitta of Baltimore seems to be back, yes. too. So between Dennis Pitta and Steve Smith, that's a lot of uh, guy. That's a lot of offense that got healthy and is working to Joe Flacco's benefit. Jacob Tammy in Atlanta, you mentioned Matt Ryan hitting on all cylinders right now. And Tammy, although you know, is not necessarily the guy they'll look for in the in the red zone has certainly been benefiting from some more targets. Uh, Clive mm-hmm. Walford in Oakland had a nice game last week and think he's going to be a decent starting option for most weeks this year. Jordan Cameron in Miami hasn't done too too much yet. Started to show some signs of life last this last week and I think you know this week um, even more signs of life. Those are the the pickups that I like most at tight end. 
I like it. I don't have any any uh, beef with any of those. As far as starts go this week, I, I'm happy to start Dennis Pitta, one of the guys on the waiver wire list you were just talking about. Um, he's kind of reemerged, and when he's not fighting teammates, that's even better. But <laughs> I think he'll be fine this week. Eric Ebron's good to go, even though he got banged up a little bit last week. I think they're going to need him this week. Greg Olson uh, kind of goes without saying. So consistent uh, for a guy that I really have not historically liked. He puts up some, some good numbers now, I have to begrudgedly admit. Uh, Jacob Tammy at New Orleans playing for Atlanta. Uh, normally not a huge fan of him or Cody Fleener also in this game, but I just think there's just going to be so many points to go around. They're absolutely going to get some some targets. I like Jared Cook. I've been talking about him all season. I think things are going to continue to build as the weeks go on. And Dwayne Allen, also uh, not a guy I'm normally going to start, but I think the matchup is right this week. Um, and Jason Witten, I just I really like. I think the matchup's good, and he's he and Dak Prescott are definitely building a rapport, and I like which direction that's going in. How about just to throw a name out at you that I um, was kind of mocking last week was Jack Doyle, who had a couple <laughs> touchdowns in week one, and I just thought, uh, yeah. you know, that's his, that's you know the the football equivalent of peaking in high school. But um, right. yeah, I just didn't think it was going to get any better for him, and yet he still had, I think, five catches this past week so he's yeah. you know, certainly working his way into some pretty consistent targets there in that offense uh, especially with the wide receiver injuries now is he somebody that you would consider starting I don't know if I'm ready to start him this week um, he's somebody I'm watching but I'm not sold on him just yet does he make you does his um, performance the last couple of weeks make you any less um, likely to start Dwayne Allen as a tight end? No, not yet. Not ready to do that yet. Okay. So yeah. in terms of guys that I like this week, agree with you about Greg Olson 100%, Dennis Pitta and mm-hmm. Jason Witten. Jordan Cameron was another name on my list this week. Julius Thomas, <clears throat> Antonio Gates. And if you want to go a little bit deeper, Larry Donnell, Jesse James, Dwayne Allen, yeah. um, the aforementioned Jack Doyle. You mentioned Jacob Tammy and uh, yeah, and Kobe Fleener. So yeah, there's. I think we have a fair amount of agreement there. How about tight ends to avoid? I actually disagree with you on Jesse James. He's on my my sit list. I don't love the matchup for him. I just think that with Marcus Wheaton coming back, his targets are going to see a little bit of a drop. Uh, definitely don't like Gary Barnage. There's just there's just not enough there. This offense is too much of a mess right now. There are so many better options at tight end. Julius Thomas, uh, I just, they're very, he's against Baltimore this week. Uh, they're very stingy against tight ends, that defense. They just historically don't give up a lot of points. So, again, there's going to be better matchups. And Travis Kelsey versus the Jets. He, kind of a disturbing trend over the last few weeks of last season and this season, really not putting up a ton of points, not doing a making a ton of noise, if you will. Uh, the matchup's also not favorable, so I'm staying away from him this week. Okay, I agree with you wholeheartedly about Gary Barnage. He was at the top of my list. Charles Clay, uh, Jordan Reed, somebody I'm not high on this week. Kyle Rudolph, yeah. um, Eric Ebron, uh, Lance Kendricks, Vance McDonald, who's had a couple nice weeks for San Francisco. Yeah, mm-hmm. whoever plays tight end for Philly this week. Um, and then Zach Miller in Chicago. I was pretty high on him going into the 
season, but definitely not somebody I would want to start this week against Dallas with um, with a backup quarterback. Yeah. How about defenses for you? Who are you liking this week? Um, defenses like Miami, Arizona, the Giants, Carolina, Oakland, Houston, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. So if you need to stream a defense this week, I think there are plenty of options uh, likely to be available on your waiver wire. I agree with you there. I like the Bengals and Broncos as well. I don't think you mentioned them. As far as sitting, I don't love the matchups for Buffalo, Philadelphia, the Jets, or San Diego. Okay. I had um, Cleveland, Washington, Minnesota, and Philadelphia and Indianapolis on my list in addition to the ones you mentioned. Yep. Sounds good there. Uh, And just a couple of uh, daily fantasy notes for you. For people who like to stack, I'm all in on Seattle and Indianapolis this week with the Russell Wilson, Thomas Rawls, Tyler Lockett trio and the Andrew Luck, Frank Gore, and T.Y. Hilton. Um, Otherwise, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Marcus Mariota, Carson Palmer, uh, all good picks both on FanDuel and DraftKings. Thomas Rawls, like I mentioned, Matt Forte, Melvin Gordon, uh, Frank Gore, Jarek McKinnon, if you're looking for a cheaper option, DeMarco Murray, uh, Justin Forsett, especially more so on DraftKings. He's very reasonable there. Levin Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton, Willie Sneed, Mike Evans, uh, Mike Wallace, Stephon Diggs, guys like that going into this week. And then at tight end, Dwayne Allen, Cody Fleener, Jared Cook, Dennis Pitta, whose price has not increased based on his production yet, so get in while you can. Greg Olson, also good. And then as far as defenses go, Seattle, Dallas, Miami, you're going to pay a little bit for it, but it's absolutely going to be worth it. Um, You can find us next week. We'll be back at our usual time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, every Wednesday night. Consistency is key here. Uh, You can also find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, at the Facebook fan page for Fantasy Football Sherpa, on Twitter at the number four uh, THN inches show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. So we're always here to talk football for you. If you didn't get your question answered or you have some specific lineup questions, feel free to let us know there. We are happy to help. Have a great week, everybody, and good luck this week. Good luck unless you're playing me. That's <laughs> right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.